Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelekir Beis, Parshas Bahar Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learn about the Isser of Ribis. And there are three parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, present and ask about the din that it's a mitzvah to lend a guy with Ribis. Number two, present the Machlikas Apaiskim, whether Mechila works by Ribis, whether the person could forgive the ribis that was collected from him. And number three, based on this, explain a certain din about ribis, as well as the original din that we learn about at the beginning of the sicha, that it's a mitzvah to lend a guy with ribis. It's written in our parsha, v'chiyamu if your brother, your fellow yid, becomes poor, umata yada imach, and his hand falters beside you, so v'hechazakta you should support him. Ger v'taishav, this also applies to a ger, and a taishav v'chayimach, and he should be able to live with you. And the next passage continues, al tikach me'itai neshech v'sarbis geimer. You shouldn't take from him ribis. And Chazal explained in the Gemara, in Bava Metziah, that when it says, al tikach me'itai neshech v'tarbis, that refers to achicha, to your fellow yid, and not to ger v'taishav. And that's why it says in the second passage about ribis, Me'itoi in the singular and not me'itom in the plural because it only applies to your fellow yid and not to ger v'teshav. And ger v'teshav is only written regarding v'chayimach. And the Rambam writes, ha'akum v'ger teshav. An akum and a ger teshav, a ger teshav is someone who accepts upon himself to do the shavim mitzvahs. So lo'yivin mehen, we're allowed to borrow from them, from them, umalvin oisam, and we lend them beribis with ribis. Shenemar, like it says, loisashich loachicha. What do we learn from there? Loachicha aser. To your brother, it's forbidden to borrow and lend with ribis. V'lashara ela mutter. To everyone else, it's permitted. And the Rambam continues, It's actually a mitzvah say to lend a guy with ribis. It says that you should take ribis from a guy. We learned this is actually a mitzvah say, meaning that there are three dinim regarding lending with ribis by a yid it's also to lend him with ribis by a ger toishav it's mutter to lend him with ribis and by an akum it's a mitzvah to lend him with ribis so now we're going to lead up and do a question about part of this and we're going to do that by explaining the part that's understood and saying however what is not understood so regarding the Torah permitting to take ribis from an akum and a ger toishav so even though it says in Allah that it's forbidden to steal in any way, whether through Gzela or Gneva, any amount, this is forbidden, whether from a Yid or from a guy. And also, it's forbidden to cheat people when it comes to sales, like to sell something for more than its value. And both an Akum and a Yid are equal in this regard. So nevertheless, it's understood. So we're saying regarding the Torah permitting to take ribbons from an Akum, so even though it's forbidden to steal from them and to cheat them, which those two things are Gezel and Ainah, so nevertheless, it's understood this that the Torah permitted to take ribbons from them because ribbons is different than Gezel and then stealing or cheating by sales. And like it says in the Gemara, 
that even by a yid, we can't learn the Isser of Ribis from Gezel and Einah, because by Gezel and Einah, it's without the person's consent. Either the person's stealing from them without their consent, or they're cheating them without them being aware of it. So they're not agreeing to this. And by Ribis, it's with the person's consent. The person is agreeing to borrow and to pay Ribis for the loan. And since Ribis is different than Gazel and Eno, so therefore it makes sense that the Torah only made it usher to take Ribis from Achicha, from your fellow Yid, and not from an Akum and a Ger Teshav. So that part is understood that it's mutter to lend an Akum and a Ger Teshav with Ribis. However, the difficulty is this that there is a mitzvah say lahashich la'akum. There's a mitzvah say to take ribbis from a guy that needs to be understood, because even though the lender is giving the ribbis with his consent, and he's doing it willingly, unlike by Gazel and Einah, but the Torah called it with the name Neshach, and it says Bekulon. All of them, Gezel, Einah, and the Ribis. There is Chesrein, Mamein, Shemachaser, Shaveri. There is a loss of money that he's making his fellow lose. And if so, what's the reason we were commanded to be Mechaser, the money of an Akam through Neshach? Why did the Torah give us a mitzvah to do this? So in order to understand this, we're going to go into a side discussion. So this will be understood by first explaining the machlekes apayskim, whether mechila works, whether it helps, whether it's effective by ribis. Meaning if somebody lends someone with ribis and the person borrowed the money with ribis and he paid it back. And now the lender wants to give back the money that he took. He took it with ribis. He wants to return it. And the borrower says, that he forgives the ribis. So there's a machlekes hapaiskim whether this mechila works. The ga'inim say that even if the lender already collected the ribis, still the mechila of the borrower doesn't help to make the lender putter from having to return the ribis. The lender still has to return the ribis, and the reason is that they say is kol is because kol ribis shaba'ela mechilahi. All ribis is mechila. What is ribis? That the person is saying that he forgives that he has to give back extra money. He agrees to it. The Torah, however, does not forgive this. And the Torah forbade a person to give this mechila and say, it's okay, I'm willing to pay back more. And therefore, mechila doesn't work by ribis. That is the halacha of ribis, that mechila doesn't work by it. However, the rush, as well as the halacha in the Torah and Shulchan Aruch is, that mechila doesn't work to permit for the original taking of ribis. Because, like we said, call ribis all ribis, that's what it is, it's a mechila, mechila, so the Torah said that this mechila is forbidden. So that's at the time of taking. But if the lender already took the ribis, and now he must return it because he took it against halacha, then mechila of the borrower helps to make the lender putter just like it does with any gazel, just like when a person steals from someone else, it's forbidden to steal. A person's not allowed to steal. But if they do steal and then they come to return it, the owner is allowed to forgive them. So the same is true by ribis, even though it's originally forbidden to take ribis. However, if a person already took ribis and they want to now return it, then the borrower could forgive it. 
So now, as we're going to see, we have to explain the opinion of the Ga'inim. Because the opinion of the Ga'inim is difficult to understand. So let's see. Regarding the reason of the opinion of the Ga'inim, that Mechila doesn't help at all by Ribis, even after the borrower gave it to the lender, still, when the lender comes to return it, the borrower cannot be Meichel. So to understand that reasoning, what's the difficulty with that reasoning? Because even though this Chiddush, that a Torah lay Machla, the reason of the Ga'inim, that the Torah didn't forgive it, and the Torah made this Mechila Osr, is seemingly only regarding the Mechila and agreement of the borrower at, to give ribas, which happened at the time of the loan. That's only what the Torah said is forbidden and doesn't agree to the Mechila of the borrower. But after he gave the ribas, we don't find that the Torah makes this Mechila to be Osr. And like we said before, the example of stealing, it's forbidden to steal, it's usher to steal, but if a person does steal, and now he wants to return the item to his fellow, his fellow is allowed to forgive him. So say the same thing by ribis. The Torah made it usher to take ribis, but once a person does take ribis and they want to return it to their fellow, he's allowed to forgive. So regarding understanding the opinion of the Ga'inim, so the Ritva explains it as follows. He says that The demand of ribis that the borrower comes to the lender with, give me back the ribis, is not the same like the demand when something is stolen from someone or someone is cheated in a sale. We're over there by stealing and by cheating the where he actually is owed money by his fellow. His actual money that belongs to him, that's in his fellow's possession, his fellow stole it from him. He cheated him. It's his money, and so the demand over there is the demand of money that belongs to him. But that's not how it is by ribas. Ella, rather, the way it is by ribas is that it's chiyuvu shechiyuv akasuv lahachsir isr shabala. It's a chiyuv that the Torah placed on the person to give back the isr that he took in. You took in an isr, you have to take it out. And this is the chiyuve the Rama alei rachmanahu. This is the key. This is the chiyuv that the Torah placed on the person. This is not because he owes him money. And the key is said over here in two ways. Number one, it's not that he owes him money because he doesn't owe him money. The ribbis that he took is his money. And the reason he has to give it back is not because it belongs to the other person. It doesn't belong to the other person. But it's a chiyuv that the Torah placed on a person. And like we're going to see after the Ritva says at the end, and therefore his fellow saying that he forgives him doesn't help because he's not giving it to, f- to fill the loss that he caused by his fellow and then his fellow could say that he's forgiving it. But rather, he's doing it because the Torah told him to do it. Someone else can't forgive him from a chiyuv that's placed on, some, on him by the Torah. Just like if the Torah tells someone to do something, a person can't tell them you don't have to do it. Also here, when the Torah is telling the person to give the ribbis back to the borrower, the borrower can't forgive it. It has nothing to do with the fact that it belongs to the borrower. It doesn't belong to the borrower. It belongs to the lender. And the terrorist telling the lender to do something with his money. And the fact that he gives it to the borrower, it's like an address. Where does it have to be sent to? The mitzvah is to send it to the, to the borrower. If the borrower says you don't have to send it, it doesn't take away the person's mitzvah. The person has a mitzvah, the person has an obligation to return the money, to give the money to that person. It's almost like he took an iser, the Torah obligates him, take out that iser. Until he takes it out, he's not listening to the Torah. And he gives an example. It's, we won't get into this, but it's like a regular loan, according to the opinion that says that paying back a loan is actually a mitzvah, and the own, own, owing the, the lender the money is not minatera. So when someone steals something or cheats someone, 
then they're taking something that belongs to another person. And so they have to give that thing back. However, when somebody borrows money, the person's giving it to them to use. They don't want them to give it back to them. Use it, pay me back with other money at a later time. So according to one opinion, that means since he's giving the money to use, that the fact that he has to pay back the loan, it's not that he's giving back money that belongs to the other to the lender. It's that the Torah is telling him to do it. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. Allah the Hasam, it's just that over there, even according to that opinion, The Torah is telling him, we're putting placing a mitzvah on you. And what's the definition of the mitzvah? Not to remove this money from your possession, but rather to pay someone else, to pay the lender the money that he gave you. And so then the mechila works, because the whole definition of the chiyuv, of the mitzvah, is to give money to someone. So the person can forgive that money. It's a monetary thing. Aval hocha, but here by ribis, lo shamayim The person owes it to Hashem. It has nothing to do with the lender. The Kevin Shekane, and since that's the case, his friend can't forgive him. He doesn't owe his friend anything. He owes the Abish or something. Hashem's telling him, take that money out of your possession. He's giving him an address. The address is to the borrower that he collected it from. But the mitzvah is take it out of your possession. The other person can't say, I forgive you. He's not doing it for him, he's doing it for Hashem. Meaning that the intent of the Ga'inim with their proof, we can explain it now in the words of the Ga'inim. When they said, Kol Khulu. What they're saying is not just like Mechila doesn't help at the beginning, so also Mechila doesn't help at the end. Because then what they're essentially saying is, really the money belongs to the borrower. But just like at the beginning, the borrower can't say he's Meichel his money. So also at the end, the borrower can't say that he's Meichel his money. That's not what they're saying. That really the money belongs to the borrower and the Torah is stopping the Mechila from happening. But rather what they're saying is that since Kol Ribesh Shabayla Mechila he since all ribis is mechila, and it's just that the Torah did not forgive it, and the Torah made it forbidden, so this proves that the Isra of taking ribis and the Chiyav to return it, the whole definition of ribis, isn't a matter of a din of money. It doesn't belong as a money issue. And that's why in Shulchan Aruch it's not in Hilchas Chayish and Mishpat. It's in Hilchas Yeridea, which talks about Isurim. Because in terms of money, there is no money obligation to the borrower. The lender has the ribbis that belongs to him 100%. It's that the Torah tells the person, placing a chiyuv on the person to take that money and give it to the borrower. And that chiyuv is to Hashem, it's to the Torah. The borrower cannot forgive it. So it isn't a matter of a din of money that he owes his fellow, but rather it's a matter and an issa that the Torah placed on the lender that's a mitzvah and chiyuv to Hashem. And therefore, that's really the, the deeper reason why Mechila doesn't help by Ribis even after the lender received it. Because he's not, he's, he's not until he returns the Isra Shabala, until he does what Hashem said over here, which is to remove this Isra from you. And the address is to the borrower. But the main thing is take this money and remove it from you. The main thing is there's a mitzvah to give it to the borrower. So the borrower saying, I forgive it, doesn't help this person from doing his mitzvah. And the person is not yetzay until he returns it. According to this, we now have to explain the opinion of the Rosh. So according to this, we have to say that the reasoning of the Rosh and the Torah Shulchan Aruch, that Mechila works by Ribis once it was already given. What's the issue? The issue is, even though the Chiyuv to return Ribis is Chiyuv the Ramarach Monale. And it's not because of Shibbat Mamin, like the Ritva proves. The Rebbe is basically saying over here that the 
idea that the Ritva introduces here, that it's a chiyuva de Rama it's a chiyuva from the Torah, and it's not because of money, meaning in other words, that the money does not belong to the borrower, it belongs to the lender, and it's just that the Torah obligates the lender to give it back. So this idea of the Ritva we're going to have to say is true across the board according to everyone, because the Ritva proves it. We'll just mention briefly where he proves it. It's mentioned in Aura 20 and 22. Number one, there's the opinion of Rabbi Yechel, and Allah is not like him, but there's the opinion that even ribis ktsutsa, actual ribis, cannot be taken out by the judges, which indicates that it doesn't belong to the borrower. Also, if the lender passes away, the assignment don't have to pay back the ribis, which again indicates that it's not a monetary thing. And number three, even according to halacha, that we do remove the the ribas, not like Rabbi Echanan, it's done in such a way that we have to get the lender to say he agrees. Now, if it didn't belong to him and it really belonged to the borrower, we shouldn't have to compel him and force him to say he agrees. We should just be able to remove it from him, just like when he steals. So all of this indicates that the money truly belongs to the lender. Once the borrower gave it to him, it belongs to the lender. And it's just that the Torah put a chiv on him to give it. And that's why Rabbi Yechanan holds that you can't take out Ribas That's why we don't take it from the Yusayimim. And that's why even according to Allah, that we do take out Ribas we have to get him to agree. Because it's his money. So if it's his money, why are we taking it away from him? It's because It's because it's a chiv the Torah placed. The Torah placed a chiyuv on him that he has this mitzvah. Nevertheless, we're going to say according to the Rosh and the Torah Shulchan Aruch, that nevertheless this chiyuv that the Torah placed on him isn't l'shamayi muchayev. The chiyuv the Torah is making is not a chiyuv to Hashem, but rather it's a chiyuv to return money that he was machaser his fellow against the din. Similar to what we said about the loan, according to the opinion that a loan, there's no shibud mamein, and it's just a chiyuv and the Torah to pay it back. But what is the Torah saying to do? It's saying something that's related to money. It's categorized as a money issue, as a chayshin mishpat money issue. And therefore, the lender could forgive the borrower. And so too over here, when the lender is giving back the ribas, that is a money issue. It's a chayshin mishpat issue. Even though the ter- it's a chiyuv from the Torah, to give money that's his, but what does the chiyuv translate into? Something of money. Meaning that he is chayiv because of this mitzvah to give money to his fellow. And so it's, since it's a money issue, a chayshin mishpat issue, and for this mechila works. And like it's explained in the ritva that returning the ribbis because of chayyuv de is like ki'inyan chayiv l'manda amar priyas bal chayiv mitzvah. We said it's just like alone. We're it's only a mitzvah to pay back a loan. And it's just that the Ritva distinguished between Priyas Baal Chayv and returning rib- ribbis in order to explain the Ga'inim. That by Priyas Baal Chayv, there is a Din Mamein Lachaveirei. And therefore, Michila works. But here, by ribbis, Lashamayim Uchayev, and Michila doesn't work. So that's according to the Ga'inim. And the opinion of the Rushes that also the mitzvah of returning ribbis is that the Torah made him Chayev to return the money that he was Mechaser's fellow. And so it's a choyshin mishpat issue, and it's not a matter of chiyuv l'shamayim. And so it comes out that both according to the Gainim and according to the Rosh and the Torah and Shulchan Aruch, the money of ribis is considered to belong 
to the lender. It's his money. And he doesn't have to return it because of a din mamin, but rather a chiyuv derachmana. And the only argument is, what is this chiyuv derachmana? Is it purely an, a matter of of iser, of a chiyuv, and we don't look at the money aspect of it, and then mechila doesn't work? Or do we say, yes, it's a chiyuv derachmana, to give money that belongs already to him, it already belongs to the lender, this ribis. And it's the chiyuv that the terror is placing him to give it. But the chiyuv of returning money, we look at it as a money issue, as a chayshin mishpat issue, and therefore, mechila does work. Now we're going to move into a side discussion. According to this, we can explain in Pnimius and Yanam a detail in the din of returning ribis. It says that if someone lends with ribis, and he wants to do tshuva, he was already given the, the loan back with the ribis, and he wants to do tshuva, and return the ribis, so we don't accept it from him. And even though we don't accept it from him, he is chayef to return it. And that's really the same exact thing also by Gzela. By Gzela it says that we don't accept it from him. And the reason is for Takanas Hashavim, in order that a person should be able to do tshuva, it'll be very difficult to do tshuva if a person has to return it. But nevertheless, even though we don't accept it from him, he is chayef to return it. However, there's a difference by ribis. And that is that by ribis, nevertheless, it's a midas chasidus not to accept it. So when it comes to gzela, it says that we don't accept it from him, so it should be easy for him to do tshuva. Nevertheless, he has his own personal chiv to return it. To be between him and Hashem, his fellow forgave for what he stole, but he has to do have a clean slate between him and Hashem. He stole something, so he has an obligation to return it. And if the person decides to return it. The one who was stolen from should accept it then. He tells him, you don't have to return it. And if he insists that he wants to, he accepts it. However, by Ribbis it says that even if he says that although he doesn't have to return it, he wants to have a clean slate with Hashem, still the borrower should not accept it. And so there's no actual question here in the Sikha, but we're framing it here as a question and answer because there is an underlying question. So really it should be in a gray arrow pointing upwards what we're going to have next because there's going to be an explanation to this. But instead we're going to have it as a question and an answer. And so the question over here, which is not again written clearly in the Sikha, but there's a question that has to be answered is, what's the explanation for this? That by ribis we say that it's midas chasidis not to accept the ribis when the lender wants to return it, even after the borrower tells him that he doesn't have to return it, and the lender says he wants to return it, still, over here we have something special, there's a midas chasidus, that the borrower should not accept it. What's the explanation for this? So the explanation is, Rezal said in Gemara, the Torah cures about the money of Eden. And we can say that the reason for this is because there's a psak din that kol ma'asechol l'shem shemayim and behold rechecha de'eyu. There's a psak din that everything a person does and in all of a person's ways it should be to serve Hashem and within them a person should come to know Hashem. So therefore, since this is the person's money, so he must fulfill this psak din also with his money of kol ma'asechol l'shem shemayim and behold rechecha de'eyu. And in the words of the Rambam, that a person shouldn't just have in mind to gather money, but it should be for a purpose. And in the signin, in the style of Teresa Chassidus, what we're going to say is that in the money of a Yid, in the money, in the property, in the possessions of a Yid, there are holy sparks that fell down here that are connected to the Sherish of his Neshama, and therefore Yid 
has an obligation. Use these to serve Hashem so that the person could uplift the sparks from Klippa and raise them up into Kedusha. So now we're going to connect this to why a person shouldn't take the ribbons back even when the lender says he wants to just do it. So when sins, Hashem made the world in such a way that a person is able to profit with their money through lending it with ribbis, and it also makes sense since as the Gemara says, Agar Naterle, he is taking a reward for waiting. He doesn't have access to his money. It makes sense that a person should be able to get money from this. So it's understood if that's the case, that Hashem made the world this way, and it makes sense, that also the Nitzaitzis in the ribbis are connected to the source of his neshama. The Nitzaitzis that are found in the ribbis money are connected to the source of a person's neshama. However, since the Torah made it usher for a person to take this ribbis, a person is unable to be mevar these Nitzaitzis. And the Aveda is in a way of pushing it away, just like the Nitzaitzis in every Yisr. Anytime a person comes in contact with something which is forbidden to do, there are also Nitzaitzis over there. But the way those Nitzaitzis are Nizbarer, the way those Nitzaitzis go through their, fulfill their purpose, is through a person not doing that action. And when there's an opportunity to do something good with something, the way a person is Mavar, those Nitzaitzis, is through using them. Here it's through pushing them away. So also by the Nitzaitzis and the Ribbis, there are Nitzaitzis there that belong to the lender. But the way the lender uplifts them and is Mavar them is by not taking the Ribbis. However, once the lender already took the Ribbis, and it already became his money, and it doesn't have any Chiyuv to return it as a Din Mami like we explained, but it's only because really it's his money. It's just that the Torah is telling him that there's an obligation upon you to remove this money from your possession and it's an obligation that comes from the Torah, not from a money perspective. So even though he did an Isser and he's chayef to return the ribis, nevertheless, as long as there is an option, there's some type of way that allows that the person shouldn't have to return it, so we must make an effort that the ribis should remain in the person's possession since then its saitzes are connected to the source of this person's neshama. And this is the inner reason that it's a midas chasidus not to accept the ribis from someone who is coming because we want that person to keep that money of the ribis so that they could be mevar than its in it since it's clearly connected to their neshama. So the way this connects to the whole sicha is because what we introduced in the sicha is that the money really belongs, the ribis money really belongs to the lender. When the lender has the money, it belongs to him. The only reason he has to return it is not because he's returning something that belongs to the borrower. It does not belong to the borrower. He's doing a mitzvah that the terror placed on him. So if this money really belongs to him, we should try in every possible way to keep the money by that person so that they could be mevired and it us in that money because if it belongs to them, clearly it's connected to the sherish of their neshama. And that's the explanation for why it's midas chasidus not to accept the money. And now we could come back and answer our original question of why is it a mitzvah to lend a guy with ribbis? Why is there a mitzvah in it? According to all the above, we can explain why we were commanded to take ribbis from a guy, even though it's also to be mechaser's money through gazel and einoha. Because these netzaitzes and the money of the ribbis that the guy gave the yid are connected to the yid. And he is supposed to be mevar the nitzaitzes from klipa and raise them up to kedusha. When a guy is coming to borrow money from a yid and he agrees to give ribbis, that means that the nitzaitzes 
in the money of the ribbis is connected, they are connected to the source of the neshama of this yid. And so the yid has an obligation to get that money and use it to be mevar the nitzaitzis which are in them, and that way bring them up from klipa and raise them up to kudusha. And according to this, it'll also be understood the opinion of some. There's some some that have the opinion that the mitzvah of lanachri tashich is not just to take ribbis from the guy, but also it's a mitzvah to lend him money in order to be able to take ribbis. Not just if the person wants to borrow, there's a mitzvah to take ribbis. There's a mitzvah to arrange, to give a loan to a guy in order that the person could demand ribbis. Because from the very fact that the guy needs the yid to lend him money, so that proves that the netzaitis and the money of this guy are connected to this yid. And therefore, there is a mitzvah to lend him money in order to take ribbis, in order to raise these netzaitis to Kedushah.